solo tonight thanks for listening to this wherever you're listening to this whenever you're listening to this trying to remember how D-Lo does it anyway man why am I recording by myself well D-Lo couldn't make it we couldn't do a regular episode but that's fine because I wanted to talk to you about Psycho Las Vegas man alright where, where do I start um, perhaps you'd better start from the beginning no white zombie did not play Psycho Las Vegas, although that would have been fucking sweet. Actually, I mean, now I'm thinking about it, that would be really fucking cool. But I'll give you a little backstory. I've never gone to a huge metal festival. Well, actually, I did. Nah, total fucking lie. I went to Lollapalooza 93. And that was a bit intense. It was outdoors. It was really fucking hot that day. I think it was like over 100 that day. Typical Lollapalooza shit. Everything's overpriced. There's no fucking water fountains. Not that I knew of anyway. And, uh, I mean, I think that's probably the last one I ever went to. It's just, I'm certainly never been to like a multiple day thing like that. Just always seemed like a bit overwhelming to me. And, I mean, be completely honest, I was like, uh, I mean, would I even remember all the fucking bands, man? Like, because... There's a lot of times I go to shows I don't remember a whole lot, you know, so whatever. I was talking to a friend, and he had mentioned that it was going down, and he went uh, last year. So next thing I know, we're, like, driving back from the event or whatever, and, like, my I just mentioned it to my wife that he was uh, thinking about going. And next thing I know, she's texting back and forth with him, and she's like, oh, yeah, I bought your tickets. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I mean, you know, because they're pretty spendy, but... Uh, also, that's the other thing. I'm a cheapskate. I'm a huge fucking cheapskate. So, it seemed a bit intense, the price, but, like, whatever. I mean, I mean, she already bought them, so can't really do anything about that. But, uh, no, we planned this whole thing out. Um, so, it's time to go to, the, to uh, Las Vegas. We drive out there. Drive was fine. Didn't take too long. But then we get to, we were staying at the Rio, and uh, so, you know, it's a little bit off strip, but cheaper prices, whatnot. And uh, the Psycho Las Vegas show this year was at Resorts World, uh, which is a brand new casino on the, I guess the people, I guess it's the north side of town, you know, out by Fremont Street and Circus Circus, all that shit. So it used to be the Stardust. In fact, they even have the old start or a old Stardust sign inside the casino, um, so I've never been there. Not, like, neither of us had ever been there. We've been to Vegas several times, but we haven't been there in the last year. So we decide, um, you know, she's going to hang out, do a little bit of gambling, whatnot, and, like, I'm going to go up to the room, make sure, like, the luggage gets brought up. And then I get up there. It's a little warm in the room, so I turn down the AC. And then, I mean, like, dude, 3 in the morning, man, I wake up. It's hot as balls in there. The AC doesn't fucking work. The thermostat doesn't work. And I immediately start to panic. You know, heat-induced panic attacks. I just start trying to keep my cool because my wife is asleep and her friend is asleep in the other bed. And, like, clearly not bothering them. I didn't want to make a scene. So I had to sit there on the bed and, like, fucking woosaw myself into <laughs> chilling out and not completely losing my shit. I also did consider at one point going back downstairs and just finding a bench, sleeping on that until someone woke me up thinking I was a homeless person, and then I could show my room key and say it's fucking hot. But I didn't do that. So I finally go back to sleep, man. My wife wakes up, makes the phone call. They're going to get it fixed. So we go have breakfast. 
I take an Uber over to Resorts World. Like I said, never been there. So I get in there, and it was really odd for me. I've been in several casinos. We go to the casino quite a bit, man. Just fuck around, whatever. I'm usually the only fucking dude in the entire place that has a metal shirt on. And I walk in this fucking thing, and it was so... It's one thing to walk into a, you know, a dive bar or, you know, a, a small music venue like Brick by Brick here in San Diego, you know, like, and, and see a bunch of metalheads. It's like, oh, it's fucking awesome, you know. But, like, this was like, you're in a fucking casino. There's metalheads everywhere. And, I mean, that's the other thing, too. I can't tell you how many fucking shows I've gone to where, like, not everybody in the place has, like, metal shirts on, like, band shirts, battle vests, and, and um, you know, typical metalhead gear, right? I mean, I, it's pretty common. I, you know, but, I mean, I walked in here. It's like everybody. So it's like immediately I got merch envy, right? Because it's like if you don't want to have merch envy, don't go to this fucking thing. If you, name a band. I saw the shirt of it. It was awesome. So first things first. I have to find out where to get the wristband. So I grab a rando metalhead. I ask him. He says upstairs. I go get my shit. Age verification. Wristband for the weekend. Turns out you can't take either one of them off. You only get one time. So they're stuck on my arm for three days. That's fine. And then I look at the clock. I'm Oh, so that's the other thing. I knew my friend Aaron wasn't going to be there I think till like five or so. And this is probably around like three thirty, three o'clock when I got there. So I look on my schedule, handy dandy go, go Instagram. And the only thing I really wanted to see, like at the time, uh, was MGLA. I know, I know. I don't know if they're sketchy or not. They are black metal. And I mean, any new black metal band or black metal band, I don't know of, you know, like that's always a thing. We do need a database. So, like, you know, sketchy Nazi black metal band database. I don't know. That would be the S-N-B-M-D-B for anybody keeping score. So I said, fuck it. I wanted to see them. I've never really heard them. I I do know that they they had had gained some popularity. I just didn't know when they started. I didn't know how new they were. I figured they were pretty new. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I've seen the name around, but I've just never really uh, listened to them. So I went into the event center, and... It was really cool. You go through a couple metal detectors. You go outside of the building, and then there's a little uh, turf area. And they got some food and shit, whatever. And then you walk into basically a giant tent, which was awesome. And, uh, I mean, geez, this is like, what I said, like 4 o'clock, something like that. So, I mean, it's really warm in Bay. I mean, it's like over 100 degrees at that point. And I walked in there. And, I mean, I'm a little sketched out, dude. There's a lot of people. I haven't quite adjusted yet. But I go in, MGLA comes out, and they got their hoods up, man, you can't see their faces. I mean, I stand towards the back because I'm an old man. And uh, so maybe the people in the front could see their faces. I couldn't see their faces at all, which even made it cooler. Obviously, awesome light show. And they had a cool, like, video wall behind them as their uh, backdrop. So instead of, you know, just a big, giant piece of fabric that can get look blurry at times, man, I mean, it's a dead nuts sharp video wall which was fucking cool just had their logo behind them and they sounded awesome man i really i really enjoyed it so maybe i'll have to check them out a little bit more like i mean as far as their albums or whatever so then at that point it was like okay well let's see after they were up i mean i think wolves in the throne room was on and i'm not a big fan of theirs there's just something there's just something about I don't know. I just, I've just never really been that into him. So I was like, well, okay, here's a perfect chance, my first chance. Let my fucking ears rest because I don't do ear protection. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I never did, and so I'm not used to it. But I will give a shout-out. Uh, anybody that does use ear protection, continue that shit because, I mean, my ears are pretty wasted these days. Um, years of playing in a band, going to shows, shit like that. So... I thought, well, I'm going to have to pick my, like, my moments, you know? I mean, that's another thing, man. I'm no spring chicken, so I'm in a three-day festival. I'm like, I don't even know how my ears are going to hold up. I've literally never gone to, uh, not never, I haven't gone to a concert 
the day after I was at a concert, like in a long time. So I wasn't sure how my ears were going to be. Anyway, I decide, well, maybe I'll go look for my friend. And he, you know, we're trying to text. We're on Facebook Messenger, which, as anybody knows, doesn't really work when you don't have a good uh, internet signal because it's all data, uh, data-based messaging. So he hadn't even gotten off the plane, I think, at that point. I mean, because I, I think he wasn't getting there till 5. Oh, I just looked at my schedule. MGLA was 2.30 to 3.30, so I was there a little earlier than I thought. And I thought, well, okay, cool, go have a smoke, chill out. Now, okay, here's the bomb-ass thing about Cycle Las Vegas. You're in a casino. I don't, I mean, I don't really gamble or whatever, but you're in a casino. There's fucking chairs everywhere. So if you're a lazy-ass or an old-ass like me, or both like me, Dude, finding a chair, it's not hard to do in a casino, and it's fucking awesome in between bands you want to see. And a lot of times, when you're sitting in the casino, you can go to one of the other stages. I'll list them out in a minute. But you can go to one of the other stages, and you can hear the bands playing. So, I was sitting right outside Doghouse. The, 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 the venues were, the event center was the, the big one. The Rose Ballroom was the next biggest one. And then you had kind of like these, um, they're like if you're in a mall and like if you had like a, you know, a, a store in the mall, except it's like a fucking club. It's like a bar. And uh, so you had Doghouse, not the hot dog place. That place is cool too. You had Red Tail, Famous Foods, which is kind of a food court. And then you had the AU Day Club, which is the outdoor pool area where I, I hate God and, like, Elder got rained out or something, I guess. But I Hate God played Thursday night out there. Um, so I took I took the next little bit off, and I was, like, just kind of waiting for Carcass. Um, never seen them live. I've wanted to see them live for years. I was, you know, and I mean, obviously, for a long time, they broke up. So, you know, super stoked I got to, I get to see those guys. So while I'm sitting there, uh, Isan is just walking around, which is just, fucking mind-blowing to me Isan from Emperor and I mean he's getting hoarded by people and I'm like of course you know like this guy hits you know it's like oh my god it's Isan you know and I'm like go get a picture with the guy man he's like oh no no I can't uh, no I can't I, I mean I don't want to buy it and I'm like dude like I mean there's a ton of people over there already you might as well get in line and also man like I don't care man like you don't walk around a fucking venue like that unless you're expecting people to fucking come up and say shit to you or want to take a picture or shake your hand or whatever. Because you could easily just stay in your fucking room all goddamn day if that's what you wanted to do. So, you know, dude went over, got a picture, happy for him. I'm not, you know, that's another thing. I didn't really take a lot of pictures. I, I used to do a lot of stuff. For some reason, I just don't anymore. I don't know why. I mean... I, I honestly couldn't tell you why, but I, uh, I'm heading over to Carcass, and uh, I noticed that the guy walking next to me is the singer from Frozen Soul, which is like one of my favorite death metal bands, and I was like, holy shit, like, you know, what should I, you know, what do I say, <laughs> you know, like, that whole, that whole thing, like, well, how do I approach this person, right, so I just say, Frozen Soul's in the house, and he's just all fucking, he's just turns over, turns, like, looks at me, you know, and like, puts his hand out, slaps him five or whatever. You know, he's like, fuck yeah, dude. So then I was like, you know, oh, man. he's. I'm like, I can't wait to see you guys tomorrow, but I'm about to pee my pants because I'm going to see Carcass for the first time right now. And he fucking looks at me and he says, you think you're peeing your pants? I almost peed my pants earlier because our merch is, next to, is right next to theirs. You know, we walk in back at the event center. It's much cooler in there now, which was fantastic. I, I post up right by the sound guys like I usually do. It was in a good spot. Great sound. I thought Carcass sounded good. There was people talking about Carcass had terrible sound. I mean, it may not have sounded as good as it could have if you've seen them live before, but I thought it sounded pretty goddamn good. I thought it sounded, you know, I don't know about great, but, like, I mean, it was sounded fine to me. I, I, I didn't notice anything, but I don't have a point of reference, you know, never seen them live. I mean, they kicked ass. They played a ton of stuff. I mean, they played stuff like uh, this Mortal Coil, Genital Grinder, Under the Scalpel Blade. I mean, Kelly's Meat Emporium. 
Um, hard work. I mean, they didn't. I don't think they played all hard work. I think it was like a. Because I think they did a couple like, not even medleys. Because I think they only did one medley. Um, corp, corporal jigsaw quandary, forensic clinicism, and the sanguine article. I think was they did a, a medley of that. But they did do a couple things like they went from like Black Star into like Keep Rotting in the Free World. And I think it was Heartwork into another song. I can't remember the name of it right now. Um, and then, I mean, dude, like second fucking song in. They're playing my favorite song of all time of theirs, Buried Dreams. Fuck, dude, it fucking ruled so bad, man. Like I, I, was, I was super, super fucking excited to see that. And then right after Carcass was Mayhem. And so, let's see. So I went back out. At one point, I can't remember what point. at what point it was. I think it may have been right around this time. I ran into an ex-client of mine. She's also the widow of the guy that I started uh, my music project, Lake of Maggots, with. I knew she was there. She was there the night before, so I knew she was there. And I also know that she hangs out with, like, you know, they're probably not a big deal for her, but I mean, they're famous to me, man. Like, fuck, she hangs out with like their wives. So she's, I just happened to be walking through the casino. I saw her. I was like, oh shit, like, what are you doing? You know, blah, blah, blah. And she introduced me. She's like, oh, this is so and so, so and so. I believe you know Dan or Danny. I think she said, I think you know Danny. This is blah, blah, blah. I think, and this is Ross. And I'm chilling. I was like, okay. I mean, obviously, most people who have ever seen Danny Loker can pick him out in a crowd. I mean, the dude has a look, right, so I'm just like, holy shit, big fan, you know, like, blah, 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 and then, you know, we weren't sure if we could smoke exactly where we were at, so all of a sudden, Danny's like, hey, let's go over to this bar and have a smoke, and I'm, I'm sitting over there just chilling with fucking Danny Loker, talking to him and stuff, and we're just shooting the shit, but I look back over, and all of a sudden, I see this Ross guy stand up, and I notice he has hair, like, past his ass in a ponytail, and I'm like, no fucking way, so I go back over to the thing, you know, look at my friend, you said his name was Ross, right? She's like, yeah. And I said, uh, is that Ross fucking Dolan? And she goes, yeah, this is Ross Dolan. I was like, holy shit. For anybody who doesn't know, Ross Dolan, uh, singer for Immolation. And oddly enough, is known pretty well for his long-ass hair. So I got to talk to him and, you know, me being a fucking dipshit. I, you know, me being me. Um, you know, I, I actually told him <laughs> I don't love all of their albums, which, I mean, I don't. But, you know, I didn't need to say it, but, like, whatever. I, the reason I said it was I'm, I'm, I'm honest when I talk to people, especially musicians, because as a musician, I always wanted people to be honest with me. So I'm always honest with the musician. But I did tell them, like, I love the first two albums. I really love the one with the statue. And I really, the point of emphasis was the newest album they put out, the one this year, man. I mean, I think it's, like, their best album. And it's, it's the shit, man. It's so fucking good. It's probably going to be in my album of the year list. Uh, so... You know, and he was stoked on it. He was like, oh, yeah, like, that's awesome, man. Like, you know, glad to have you back. Like, stuff like that. So so that was really cool. Got to meet them. And then I, th- I think at that point I went to Mayhem. Again, never seen them live. <laughs> I mean, you know, fucking legendary band to, you know, to a lot of people, myself included. And, I mean, there was people saying that one, too. Like, it was so cool. Like, they had, like, a... Like, their singer, man, fuck, dude, he had he was decked out in this weird-ass, like, Pope robe thing. And he's got his upside-down bone cross, man, and he's just fucking doing his thing or whatever. The guitar players were kind of just in normal gear. I mean, obviously all black, you know, some leather fucking shit, whatever. But then they leave the stage, they come back. Singer has a different outfit on, but the guitar players and the bass player all have these fucking, like, druid robes on. Like, it was fucking sick. And the, I mean, I'm assuming they were... I, again, I don't listen to him all the time. I probably couldn't pick out anything off of D Mysterious, but I mean, you know, whatever. I like the stuff. Everything I've everything I've heard from them, I dig. So it's not, you know, again, not a huge fan, but really wanted to see him live. And I thought they sounded like Mayhem would sound in concert. I mean, I, in fact, I thought they sounded better than they probably would have. But like, there's people again saying like, oh, the, you know, they sound like shit or whatever. And I guess their set got cut short. I walked in, they were doing the intro, so I don't know, I mean, I didn't look at my clock or whatever, find out if I was exactly on time, but I mean, I guess the sound guys had a hard time with Wolves in the Throne Room and Mayhem, 
But I didn't know any of this till afterwards. So then after Mayhem, I went back out. And, I mean, I'm still texting my buddy, like, if if we can get a signal or whatever. We're, we're still trying to find each other. And then, I mean, <laughs> it's it's time. You know, it's it's time for fucking Emperor. The, like, legit, the whole reason I wanted to go to this thing. They were the one band that I was like, dude, I need to see this. I think they said something like they haven't played the United States in 15 years. I don't even know if they played a concert in 15 years, man. Like, they don't, I mean, they're technically not a band anymore. Now, I also found out earlier in the day that uh, Samoth couldn't make it. Um, uh, he had visa issues. We'll get, you know, there'll be more of that. But, yeah, Samoth couldn't make it. So I was like, oh, I mean, are they going to have another guitar player fill in? Or are they gonna, just going to roll solo guitar? Which I was like, oh, I hope not because that would be weird. And I get in there. They're doing their fucking intro and shit. I mean, I loved the intro. It's old school style, man. So this dude comes up, gets on the mic. You know, it's like, Las Vegas, it's been too long, 15 years. Uh, you know, here we go, Emperor. You know, and then he walks off. I mean, it's old school. People, you know, not a lot of bands do that anymore. That's like that old shit that Kiss used to do. You wanted the best. You got the best. Kiss. Like, you know, whatever. I always, I thought it was pretty cool. But, yeah, they... Their set list was awesome. They played a, if I remember right, they played quite a bit off of uh, uh, Anthems to the Welcome at Dusk. In fact, I think it was most of their set was Anthems. They did like, um, but no, they did like Thus Spake the Night Spirit, uh, The Loss and Curse of Reverence, um, With Strength That Burn, Curse You All Men, The Majesty of the Night Sky, I Am the Black Wizards, obviously, Inoya Satana, obviously, Yay and Transimperium, obviously, and like Cosmic Keys to My Creations and Times. I mean, and I, dude, the keyboard, I don't know who, I mean, I don't know who's in the live band right now, but like the keyboard player, when he was doing the clean vocals and like doing the harmonies with fucking Esau, like, oh my God, they sounded so fucking good. And I mean, I'm sure they had their own sound. I think they had their own sound guy. But God damn, I mean, they sounded titties, dude. I mean, it was so fucking good. And, I mean, there was, you know, for every person that was saying, like, oh, Mayhem sounded like shit, I mean, there was plenty more people talking about how good Emperor sounded. There's people that say, oh, I've seen Emperor three times, you know, like, this is the best I've ever heard him sound. I mean, you know, technology, that happens. But but still, I mean, I was super fucking impressed. I mean, and at that point, I was like, holy shit. Like, I I, I just, it's, it's one of those things where it's just like, you're sitting there watching, and you're just like, I mean, I can't believe I'm watching this. You know, for, for all intents and purposes, they've been broken up for quite a long time. So it was like, I can't believe I'm watching this band right now. Like, this is fucking awesome. And then at that point, I think last podcast on the left was coming out. So I decided to, uh, I mean, especially since I fucking met the dude, I was going to go out to the pool area and I was going to go catch nuclear salt. So I went out there, and I mean, they went on like 11.45. It's kind of a bummer. I mean, I know it's Vegas, dude, but there was bands going on like 1.45 and shit. It's just a, it's a hard thing to do because also there's bands going on at 11. Now, 11 a.m. My friend told me, you know, the year before, and I looked it up, previous years, dude, bands didn't get, you know, an hour-long set. This, this year's Cycle Las Vegas, every band, it doesn't mean they played an hour. But they were all given an hour. You know, granted, some of that gets eaten up in the changeover. But still, they were given an hour time slot. Like, that is fucking crazy to me. So, basically, every band you're going and seeing, you're pretty much watching them do a headline set, which is sick as fuck. So, I don't know how long Emperor played. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I do remember walking back through the casino. Um, I stopped and talked to the singer from Sanguasugabog. I told him, you know, hey, man. I told him the whole AC fucking story. They were playing at 11 a.m. I was like, you know, dude, I just couldn't fucking make it over. And he's just like, oh, you know, but I mean, I've seen them before. And I, I love their band. I've seen them before. And so I'll see, I'll see them again when they're around, man, because I fucking like that band. But definitely not 11 a.m. when I didn't get any sleep. So I walk out to the pool area. I have no idea what to expect out here. It's pretty much like you walk out of the casino and you kind of just go to another club, except there's no roof on it. So it's, you know, four walls, whatever. No roof, palm trees everywhere. You walk in, it's tiny. There's an upper deck area with cabanas. That's the, that's the high roller slash VIP area. 
Um, and then there's cabanas around the edges, and there's like, a couple bars in there, whatever. And then there's this big ass pool in the, in the in the middle of it. And then the stage is on the uh, you know on the far end. There's not a whole lot of room to really you know do much. I mean, if you're a mosher or whatever, like so. Nuclear Assault, I think it's like their second song. They fucking go into like my, I mean, you know, spoiler for a Nuclear Assault episode if we ever get to one. But man, dude, fucking brainwash, dude. Like, I remember watching that video on MTV and I told Lilker this. I'm like, yo, dude, I've been listening to you since I was like fucking 13, 14 years old or some shit. You know what I mean? I also got to meet John Connolly the next night. So like, he's the singer, by the way. And I mean, I told him the same thing. I'm like, fuck, dude, it's like so awesome to see. Like the fact that they're even still playing is just awesome to me. You know, because they did have a big hiatus where they didn't play at all. But um, they did play Brainwashed, and I was just like, holy shit, dude. Like, this is so fucking... And I just happened to look over to my right, and I saw an honest-to-God circle pit in a swimming pool. Now, stage diving into a swimming pool, that was pretty cool to see. I saw a few guys doing that. But when I saw the, the swimming pool circle pit, granted, it's not like a hundred-person circle pit or anything like that. I mean, it's like a good fucking eight or nine people, man. You know, obviously going very slow. <laughs> man, it was so fucking cool, though, man. Like, I'm like, I've never seen some shit like that. And it's like, it's kind of that thing we talked about with, like, the Limp Biscuit episode, man. Like, metal doesn't always, you know, metal can be fun, too, man. Like, it doesn't always have to be serious, man. I mean, sometimes it really is just having fucking fun. You know, and I mean, these guys were fucking hammered, dude, in a, in, a, in a fucking swimming pool listening to bands, like metal bands play, dude. Like, how fucking cool is that? You know what I mean? I guess at the Mandalay, it was a little bit different because they had the pool, but like, I guess the area is bigger. So the pool, you know, technically isn't in the way. Uh, this was, this one was a little bit tough because we'll get into that in a little bit. So, I mean, at that point, dude, I'm fucking tired. I'm tired, I'm hungry, I'm heading back to the hotel. I get back to the hotel, awesome, the fucking AC's working fine, but the bed sucks, pillow sucks. Hey, you know what, it's not even that the bed sucks and the pillow sucks. The problem is, is uh, we have a really nice bed at home, and I have awesome pillows at home, and I'm fucking spoiled. So now whenever I fucking go anywhere, like a hotel or I work out of town, or the condo that I, where I go when I work out of town up, in, uh, up out in the desert, out by Death Valley, um, you know, those fucking beds aren't up to snuff, man, because, I mean, I'm spoiled with mine. But, oh, well, whatever, we always get through it, right? So, wake up the next morning. Oh, by the way, here's a funny thing. I actually did find my friend that night, but not until... Shit, dude, that was, it was fairly late. I mean, it was probably, like, it was after nuclear assault, I know that. So... When I walked out of the AU Day Club, or IU, AU, whatever, they had me exit out this other door. And right there is like, I mean, apparently it's the rideshare area. I didn't know that. So I saw a couple like fucking party buses and limos and shit, but I didn't necessarily know it was for Uber or whatever. So I was like, okay, well, I'll walk back to the casino. I walked back in the casino, and at the same fucking spot that I saw my other friend, where I saw her at with Danny Lilker and uh, Ross Dolan, at the same exact area, in the same exact seats and cha- like table, like, unreal. I fucking just look over, and there's my buddy. My buddy Aaron. Aaron Street, man. Shout out. Fucking Fear Factory episode. Fear Factory deep dive. Go check him out if you want to hear his fucking thoughts. Also, I think he's on the Sepultura episode. Yes, he's on the Sepultura episode. He fucking rules. Fun-ass dude to hang out with. Man, dude fucking cracks me up. Shout out. So... I couldn't believe I was fucking talked to. I was like, holy shit, dude, I found you. So I bail. I, you know, we had it set up. We were going to go to breakfast in the morning, whatever. So we find our favorite place to eat in Las Vegas. Um, I mean, it's a fucking hole-in-the-wall fucking place. I'm not going to say it on the air. Uh, on air. On air, like I'm on the fucking radio or something. I'm not going to say it on the podcast because, honestly, like I kind of want to keep it a secret because it is getting more popular, so fuck that. Tough shit. So, we go over there, bomb-ass breakfast. Fucking steak and eggs for like eight bucks. And it's like a big-ass fucking New York strip, right? So, awesome. And then me and him head over. I figured I'd fucking cruise over there in my own car this time. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's the other part of the rideshare thing. Had I known that the rideshare area was right there at the fucking day club, I wouldn't have walked back through the casino, and I wouldn't have found my buddy. I would have found him the next day, though, but that's whatever. So then I figured, I was like, well, wait a minute, man. Like, I'm pretty sure the resorts, like, I'm pretty sure most of the casinos have free parking. You know, at least some type of free parking. Maybe the ones, like, on the strip that are, like, closer together, maybe they don't because there's less room. But some of the ones on the outskirts, man, I mean, they have a free parking section. So I was like, well... All right, fuck it. I'll just drive over there. So I did. Free parking. Yeah, yo. So we go in. Now, Friday night was a big, like, nighttime. That was that was all the shit I wanted to see was, like, in the nighttime. And, I mean, dude, that's the other thing, man. Like, there's stoner bands, stoner bands out the ass at this thing. So it's like, at any given time, you could just listen to every fucking stoner band you want to hear. Um, but the big thing I wanted for... Saturday was this gnarly like three hour block of Frozen Soul, 200 Stab Wounds, who I've also not seen, and Blood Incantation, who I've seen but only once, and I wanted to see him again because at the time I had never heard of him. And you know how it is, man. You ain't never heard the band. It's kind of hard to get into some of the bands like when they're live or whatever. So like sometimes it's it's like it's like uh by it's like a polarizing right it's like sometimes it's a band you never heard of right it's either like you're gonna be like ah whatever i don't really care or it's gonna be like holy shit this band's awesome i love this fucking band and then you just start listening to them so this one was like ah i mean they're fine whatever and then i started listening to them and i really fell in love with the band so i was really stoked to go see them um i was kind of up in the air on primitive man which would have been right after that i did want to see indian which played right before frozen soul but i also knew i wasn't going to make it over there that early so I was like, oh, okay, whatever. So we get over there. I tell my buddy, you know, hey, man, like, we got to go watch Frozen Soul. Like, it's basically Bolt Thrower. Like, I mean, you know, how can you not like it, dude? It's mid-tempo death metal, and it'll, I mean, it makes you bang your head, dude. Like, let's go bang our fucking heads. So we go up to the Rose Ballroom for the first time. First time I've been up there. Uh, pretty cool venue. Uh, the sound was really good. I, I thought they were a little bit uh, not so loud. But I did notice as the day went on, the bands in that room got louder and louder and louder. I don't know what that was about, you know, sound guys. Maybe because it was early and they were trying to, like, I don't know, get used to the system or something. I don't know because they had all of the day before. But anyway, uh, Frozen Soul fucking rules. I don't know how anybody can listen to that and not bang their head. And they had the guitar. The guitar One of the guitar players had some issues. They actually had to. They played a song. They started a song. We only got one guitar player now. Let's fucking go. Like, whatever. And I'm like, did he? And my buddy Aaron looks at me. He's like, did he just quit? You know, like, he's just going to fuck, fuck it. I'm just going to fucking fly back to Texas or whatever from Vegas. I don't know. No, it, it was clearly like, um, I don't even think it was a string issue because he came back with a different guitar. So I'm assuming his guitar just took shit on him and he had to get a new one. Um, but, uh, I mean, fuck, dude. Frozen Soul set, awesome. And then the singer, I don't know if you guys follow, you know, some of you follow him on social media or whatever. He did post, um, you know, for a while when Trevor Sternod uh, from uh, Black Dahlia Murder, when he uh, took his life, he they, they started doing a thing where they were talking about, uh, they are taking a time in between their set, in between songs, they were talking about, you know, suicide awareness and, and you know, talking to people, right? Um. And making it a point, man, like, you know, hey, like, you know, we need to talk about shit and, like, don't, you know, don't ever feel like you're alone, blah, blah, blah. So, a couple weeks ago, man, I, I think it was a couple weeks ago, uh, pretty recent, he posted that his, his younger brother died. And he starts talking about it on the stage, you know, his younger brother uh, had, you know, had, had problems. Um, I believe it was suicide but if it wasn't i apologize profusely because this is an easy thing to talk about but but he's up there talking about it and he man there was just some of the stuff he was saying was just like you know like hey you know talk about it blah blah blah, that sort of thing but he was saying like you know when we're you know when we're like at our jobs or whatever we may be struggling or whatever but he's like when we're on this stage and when you're in this room and we're all together we're all together. We're fucking, f we're a family and we're unstoppable. 
And we need to keep that going outside of the room. And I just, I mean, I got fucking chills just right now talking about it. But I also got chills at the fucking show. I mean, it was, it was incredible. Um, the dude rules, man. Like, he's, if you don't follow him on Instagram, man, uh, at Unseen Death Force, man. Like, the fucking guy is, he's, he's just a fucking cool guy. So, they finished off their set. And I mean, dude, they were like, okay, you know, like, here's, you know, we're going to do a cover. It was interesting because he said something really specific. He said, you, this crowd of all crowds should know the answer to this question. And he said, like, who's the heaviest band of all time? And I mean, dude, come on. I know they're from Dallas, but some fucking dudes are screaming out, Pantera! And I'm just like, get the fuck out of here, dude. I know a lot of people who love Pantera, dude. But I'm pretty sure deep in their heart of hearts, they have to know. That Pantera is not the heaviest band ever. Yes, some of it is subjective. But Jesus fucking Christ, dude. You know death metal exists. And I don't know. Maybe you're a fucking weirdo and you don't think death metal is that heavy. I don't know how. But maybe that's how it is. So, a couple other people yelled out, uh, Bolt Thrower. There was a couple other. He's, he, I mean, he did say, he's like, oh, there's a lot of right answers today. Turns out, the one he was talking about, his favorite band, I think it's his favorite band. It might be several of them. Mortician. And they did the, uh, what is Witch's Coven, I think is the name of the song. I think it's Witch's Coven from Mortician. Awesome cover. They did great, man. And I mean, they got done. We go back. Out. Now, this is the cool thing. You could just leave the venue. You have a half hour. You leave the venue, sit down have a smoke, have some water, have a drink, um, you know, go take a piss, go take a shit, whatever you got to do, you know, sit down for a second, get off your feet, like whatever, and we go back up there, and uh, 200 stab wounds starts playing, and I mean, fuck a duck, dude, I've been wanting to see these guys for quite some time, and they did not disappoint at all, dude, I mean, these guys are a badass death metal band, not just on their album, also fucking live. I know I've said on before, what I'm going to listen to most is going to be your albums. So obviously, that's where it counts for me. But it's really fucking awesome when a band delivers live. And they deliver big time live. I mean, fucking incredible, dude. And then, after that, dude. So, here's where it gets funky. Alright, so. At the same time, the Blood Incantation is playing. So is Bone Thugs and Harmony. Now, I am a big Bone Thugs and Harmony fan, but I also really love Blood Incantation. I'm also really into death metal. I love it. It's awesome. So my buddy's like, I'm going to go see you know, Bone Thugs. But then he thought, well, maybe I'll watch some of Blood Incantation because he looked up their set list before they even played. Yes, you can do that. And he saw that the jam he wanted to see the most was the last song they played, Crossroads. Duh. Biggest song from them. My problem was, my favorite song, the one that I wanted to see, and I mean, I like a lot of their songs, but the one I had to see, right? I mean, we're talking like, I'm leaving Blood Incantation to go see a song from Bone Thugs and Harmony. You bet your fucking sweet ass that that song is going to be, It's the Thuggish Ruggish Bone. Fuck, dude, I love that fucking song. But it's like in the middle to early-ish in their set, and I'm like, God damn it. So I had to make a fucking decision. I chose Blood Incantation. I was not disappointed. I'm about to tell you why. There's this dude, I don't know if he listens to the show, but there's this dude, Feckin' Metal Podcast? I believe he's from Ireland. I literally just found this guy today on Twitter. The question he has, something I'm interested in discussing for an upcoming podcast, do you ever attend concerts alone? And then he has a poll up, yes, regularly, yes, sometimes, I want to, but haven't, I would never. So, here's the thing, at this point, I am by myself, I'm in the Rose Ballroom, fucking blood incantation is right in front of me. And it just hits me, man. I'm like, this is my shit. Standing in a fucking room 
by myself, but surrounded by my people, listening to death metal. That is my shit. I fucking love it, dude. I don't really talk at concerts a lot anyway. I mean, I try not to, whatever. So, I'm kind of whatever. Like My problem with going to concerts with another person is... Um, you know, I mean, I want to stand where I want to stand. And sometimes, like, you got to give or take. They want to go stand up close. I don't like to be that close. You know, but, I mean, something like this where you have a ton of bands that you're going to be seeing, it's like, okay, you give and, you know, you, you push and pull a little bit, whatever. So, Blood Incantation fucking rules. I fucking had a great time. I was on the fence about Primitive Man, so I said, fuck it. You know what? Um, I'm going to skip them. Okay, so this is the other part. So after Bone Thugs was supposed to play, it was supposed to be Over, which I did really, really want to see. That would have been the next band to go see. Would have been Over. Which is kind of why I was already decided against Primitive Man, because I was planning on seeing Over, but they couldn't make it into the country because they didn't have... Uh, they had visa, visa issues. Uh, apparently this is a common thing for that band. I don't know what the fuck those dudes have done in their past life, but man, they just cannot... Uh, get by without these issues with their shit. So I think at this point, um, I ran into another friend of mine, a friend of the show, Lindsay O'Connor. Uh, she is on the Cryptopsy episode, and she also is on our Celtic Frost episode with uh, Mitch Harris. Is she on any other ones? I don't believe so, but she's going to be on again. Don't worry about that. Anyway, Eyes of Perdition, Lindsay O'Connor. Um, Good, good friend of mine. And I honestly didn't think she was going to be going. And turns out she bought a fucking day pass to see Over and then found out Over wasn't playing. Huge bummer. But trust me, Lindsay, you weren't the only one because I heard several people say that. Um, at this point, all I'm really waiting for is Gate Creeper, like at, at like nine, like right before 9 o'clock, whatever. But my little brother sent me a text, I think the day before, you know, and he's like, hey, man, like, you got to check out, you know, Tribulation. They're, like, cool fucking, they're a cool band. Like, check them out, whatever. And then Lindsay's like, well, let's go check out Tribulation. Then, you know, like, we'll check them out for a little bit, and then we'll go see Gate Creeper, whatever. All right, whatever, I'll check them out. But I wasn't planning on checking them out. But then we're walking over there. She stops at the Red Tail place. She sees somebody she knows. She's chatting them up. And then all of a sudden, Frozen Soul Singer comes by. I fucking, yo, dude. I put my hand out. He fucking slaps me five, brings me in. Gives me a big hug, and if you know the dude, he's a big dude, man. Like, he just swallowed me up, and I told him, I'm like, yo, your fucking speech last night gave me chills. He was just like, oh, like, oh, it's all so awesome, dude. I mean every fucking word, because that was the other part that he said. If you are having a problem and you're stressing about something, you have no one to talk to about something. You feel like you're starting to feel alone, or you might do something crazy. You can DM any member of Frozen Soul on Instagram, or if you have another way to get a hold of them, and they will stop doing what they're doing, and they will talk to you. I think that is outstanding, and I do wish more bands, you know, actors, artists, uh, whatever. I wish more, I guess it's like celebrities would do that. Now, I mean, I, I mean, obviously, if the fucking Rock said something like that, I mean, fuck, dude, forget about it. He's not going to have time because everybody's going to fucking hit him up. It'd be insane. But we need more of these smaller artists to do stuff like that, man. Like, it's, you know, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's, it's just good people, you know? And so he tells me, he's like, oh, I'm sitting there talking to him for a second. He's like, hey, man, like, you going to go check out Tribulation? I'm like, well, if my little brother fucking said it, my friend Lindsay said it, and this fucking dude said it, I better go. And I did, and I was not disappointed. In fact, to the point where I looked at my friend Lindsay and I said, thank you for bringing me in here. This was quite refreshing. It is either A, a black metal version of Motley Crue, or rather some, you know, insert glam band here, or B, the heaviest version of Sisters of Mercy you'll ever fucking hear. Probably a little bit of both. Awesome, awesome band. You got to check them out fucking live. And also, I mean, honestly, check their albums out because I just listened to them most of the day today. And their albums are really cool. Really fun band. Um, 
after that, well, no, while Tribulation was playing, I was like, okay, like, I'm going to go catch Gate Creeper. And then all of a sudden, I heard this guy, these other two guys were like, oh, we're going to go, yo, hey, we're going to go check out Gate Creeper. Their buddy said, dude, it's at capacity because it's in the fucking pool place. And they're apparently too, well, a lot more popular than anybody knew about, I guess. That seems weird to me, but whatever. They're at capacity. So I'm like, well, do I want to stand in line? It's still like 90 fucking degrees outside because it's Las Vegas. And the line is outside. Do I want to stand in line? Or should I just fucking bite the bullet, watch something else, and just chalk it up and I'll see Gate Creeper another time? Because I still haven't seen them live because I had tickets to the fucking obituary, the decibel tour, obituary, municipal waste, Gate Creeper, and forced who I love, Spirit World, I think, who I also love. I think there was one other band. Anyway, I had tickets to the music box presented by Brick by Brick here in San Diego. We're not sponsored by Brick by Brick, but I will name drop those guys all fucking day because I love that fucking venue. Anyway, what does my work do? Because I didn't want to take the day off. They sent me to fucking Seattle. Come on, dude. You sent me to Seattle? Like, of all the places, you couldn't just have me go to L.A. or, like, a place where I could legit drive back. No, I went to possibly the farthest place I can go for my work. Which was fine. I enjoyed the paycheck. It just sucked because I didn't know how to get rid of the tickets. One of those email ones, I couldn't transfer it to anybody. Couldn't get my money back. Had to eat it. Also, side note, haven't seen Obituary still live. Hoping to in December. Anyway, couldn't see fucking Gate Creeper. All right, cool. My buddy Lindsay. All right, let's go check out Boris. I've never heard of Boris. I've only heard the name. I know it's something Melvin's related. So I know it's some kind of weird shit, right? Has to be. Who else would call their fucking band named Boris? I don't know. Anyway, we go in there. They're already playing. We go in there. Of course, she walks right up to the front, right underneath the big-ass PA speaker. Of course. Because it's exactly where I don't want to be. But she's my homie, dude. She's awesome. So I'm like, all right. I don't get to see her very often, so enjoy your time. They started playing this song that it's like one of those Sun O songs, man. Like the fucking, you know, like the drummer hits the kick drum and then like two minutes later hits the snare, you know what I mean? And it's just fucking lowest detuned bass with the gnarliest distortion. Big ass, like orange amps, dude. So you know that shit's heavy as fuck. I mean, it was fucking, it just melted my insides, dude. Like, I, I felt like my balls rumbling. In fact, it probably reversed my fucking vasectomy, if we're being totally honest, dude. Like, it was so gnarly. I, I, I couldn't even believe it. Anyway, thank you, Lindsay, for showing me, Boris. They are a weird, weird band. Because after that Sun O song, it's a song that's... Just this crazy fucking, like, grind death thing. I mean, it was wild, dude. It's one of those ones where you're like, I don't know if this is music, but it's definitely art. I kid. Or do I? Anyway, Boris was fucking dope. So at this point, I'm like, okay. My, my friend Lindsay's got to go. I'm like, all right, say bye to her. I'm going to go out and see it at the gates. I get out the fucking doors. I shit you not, man. The line was all the way to where I... I mean, it was almost back inside the fucking building. I was like, God damn it, dude. I messaged my buddy. I'm like, did you get in? He's like, yeah, I got out here earlier. I'm like, you fuck. Because they're playing my favorite album of theirs. The only album of theirs I really love all the way through, Slaughter of the Soul, in its entirety. I guess there's a silver lining. I did get to hear them perform it. If that makes you feel any better, it doesn't really make me feel much better, but it makes me feel a little bit better. So, I finally get in. The album playthrough was over, but they played one extra song. I got to see that. That was cool. They did a little curtain call. Got to see Thomas Lindbergh in the flesh. Really cool. But again, I think if the Psycho Las Vegas next year is in this same joint, 
I do believe they should keep the day club to the smaller bands. Uh, putting like at the gates in there, Rotting Christ, Nuclear Assault. Um, I believe Method Man and Raekwon were playing out there. Um, Gatekeeper. I, I just I just think that there's not enough room, because what little room there is, what little extra room there is, it's the cabanas, but that's all VIP high roller shit. So that really doesn't do any of the you know <laughs> any of the commoners any good, right? So you know, kind of a bummer. But by this time, it's very late. Um. I don't know if you know this about me or not, but I don't stay up very late anymore because I'm old man, 48 years old. Fuck it, whatever. I do lose a lot of sleep because I enjoy doing stuff. So that's how it is. That's how it is. So speaking of, it's almost bedtime right now for me. Anyways, I finally get back to the hotel, blah, blah, blah. What's on the docket for Sunday? Now, here's the, here's the kicker. Sunday was the day where I was kind of like, okay, I like Mono Lord, but they're playing very late Sunday night. I'm not a huge fan of any of the bands that were playing the event center that night. Amon Ra, I do like, but not, again, not a huge fan. Samuel, Catatonia, Paradise Lost, High on Fire, and Merciful Fate. But here's the thing. Had we stayed, like the plan originally, I would have watched every one of those bands. That would have been, for Sunday, that would have been my thing. Because there was really only probably like three or four bands I wanted to see Sunday. So, the big one. We'll start right there. Actually, you know what? I won't start with them. Year of No Light was playing a little bit earlier than I wanted. Would have liked to have seen them. But also, it's kind of weird with like that Death Doom type, the, the Death Doom stuff. Uh, Portrayal of Guilt was the other one that played right after them. Sometimes that could be a bit, like I'm not in the mood to see that live, whatever. But I do love their albums, so go check those guys out. Year of No Light and Portrayal of Guilt. But the big one, let's get to it. Undeath. Fucking forget about it, dude. I've been wanting to see these guys for a long time. Like 200 Stabbles. I've been wanting to see both of those for so long. The other two I'm still waiting on? Gatekeeper and Skeletal Remains, but I will get there. The other band I wanted to see was Drain. But not like hardcore, like, I, oh, I got to see them. But really, the, like, the thing was, like, Sunday, if I see Undeath, when I see Undeath, I mean, at that point, it's kind of up in the air. If you want to go, we can go. If you, you want to stay, we can stay talking to my wife anyway undeath fucking dude if alexander isn't one of the coolest front men i don't know what i don't know who is i mean he's awesome the whole band is fucking awesome and i mean they did a wall of death it was fun who does who does that at fucking like you know two in the afternoon in vegas which might as well be eight in the morning everywhere else you know i don't know if you've ever been to vegas before but you know so, I mean, I saw them. I finally fucking saw them. And they just melted my fucking face. So, I was stoked. I was just like, fuck yeah, happy camper. I mean, at this point, you know, if my wife fucking texts me and says, hey, like, you know, do you want to get out of here? There's a high probability that I'm going to be like, yeah, let's fucking go. And we did. We did have another friend coming in, but he wasn't coming in until later. It, was like, it wasn't until like six. And honestly, dude, had the room been better? Like, had our room been better? Had we saved up a little bit more money for the gambling and whatnot? You know, I mean, probably would have stayed. I mean, I, was, I had Monday off. Probably would have stayed. But at the same time, like, I, I mean, I wasn't like, oh, my God, I'm so bummed I left. I really wasn't bummed at all. You know, I'm just bummed I can't tell you guys anything about Merciful Fate. But, you know. That's how it is. That's how it is. So, the drive back, fine. Typical. A little bit of traffic here and there, but better than leaving Sunday morning, that's for sure. 
And when we got home, I was so fucking glad to sleep in my goddamn bed. Oh, my God. I am spoiled as fuck. Also, you know what else? I'm also really spoiled on. I live in San Diego. We have the best fucking weather. Even when I complain that it's too hot. We're already planning on going next year. Apparently, they have it at the same time every year. She's already looked at rooms. We're going next year. I suggest if you can, do it. You should do it at least once. There's one thing to have a three-day music festival. It's another thing to have a three-day music festival in fucking Las Vegas. I'm not even a Vegas head, but there is no denying that that town does things a different fucking way. Oh, yeah. By the way, go to a fucking hockey game in Vegas. Jesus Christ. It was like one of the funnest fucking things I've ever done. And I don't even like the Golden Knights. I'm a fucking Kings fan. Fuck the Golden Knights. But I will go there and watch Golden Knights game any fucking day of the week. They know how to fucking put on a show. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, I don't think I have much more to say about it. Other than, I mean, I really enjoyed myself. And, I mean, dude, I'm almost 50 years old and I was able to, to handle the three-day festival because it was inside air conditioned, you're in a casino, there's fucking chairs everywhere, and you can just sit down for a minute. There's also bands constantly playing. So it's also kind of fun because you're kind of picking out which way you're going to go. You know, that's a little fun. Food everywhere, except late at night. But, I mean, you could drive off strip to a 7-Eleven, catch something all day, whatever. Awesome fucking time. Thank you, Psycho Las Vegas. You guys put on a, a awesome show. And, um, you know, if it's not a Resorts World next year, I'm sure it'll be somewhere fine. Hopefully. I mean, I would just assume it'd be back there. You know, figure out what you did wrong this time. Improve on it. Make it even better. And that way you got something solid. You can improve on it because you've already done it the one time. Because I know it was like Hard Rock a couple you know, a few years ago. Then it moved to Mandalay. And then it moved to Resorts World. So... If they could just, and I mean, it might not be that easy, but I mean, I would love it if they could keep it in one, in the same spot, because generally when you do the same thing in the same spot, I mean, it usually gets better. I do know a couple things that went down during Merciful Fate. I saw a funny, funny thing on Instagram, um, Unseen Death Force, and I believe the other guitar, one of the other guitar players from Frozen Soul, and I think Josh Barnett, the War Master himself, Fucking MMA legend, Josh Barnett. Basically uh, was uh, Kerry King's entourage. <laughs> and they play, they're playing like security, walking him through the fucking casino over to the event center. Because that's the thing. This is a casino, but on one side is the event center. There's venues on the other side of the casino. Now, on the other side of the casino, there's a full-on mall in there. There's also a nightclub where Tiesto has a residency. I believe it's a residency. Maybe he just plays there a lot. I think, I think Zed also. If you know DJs, you know who I'm talking about. If you don't know DJs, it doesn't matter. Here's what you need to know. It's the kind of nightclub where it's like, you can't walk in there in a pair of fucking jeans, dude. So it's really cool mix of seeing all these people, fancy as fuck, dressed to the nines, ready to get it on at the nightclub. Big ballin'. And you see them literally standing right next to the gnarliest don't give a fuck metalhead you'll ever see in your life. It was fucking great. I loved it. And I hope you like this episode. This is really fucking weird doing this by myself. I'm like literally talking at my wall right now. But fuck it. That's why I have a podcast. I guess I was born to run my mouth. I don't know. I enjoyed it. Whatever. Got it off my chest. Maybe I won't release it. Maybe I will. If you're listening to it, duh. Yeah, that's my recap of Psycho Las Vegas weekend. Don't forget, like and review, rate, follow, because there is no subscribe anymore. Fuck yeah, nailed that shit. But seriously, man, leave us some reviews, man. That shit helps a ton. And you know what? If you leave me a review... Watch your punctuation, because I'll read it on the air, and I read it with your punctuation. So that's a little bit fun, right? Leave us a review. Give us a rating. I believe you can review us on 
Spotify. I think I, I think Spotify rates and reviews now. I also know you can do also on Facebook. I don't fuck with Facebook at all. That's dealers territory. I'm mostly on Twitter. Metalist Pod. It's Metalist Podcast everywhere else. Delo is at, at yes, it I, yes, it is I, David, on all the socials. I only really fuck with Twitter. So, eh, I mean, Instagram, but whatever. I don't really do much from my personal one. But I do run the Metalist Podcast uh, on Instagram as well. So, we have a link tree at our Instagram. We have a link tree at, on Twitter. That's where you can find all our shit. And uh, that's all I got to say tonight. Don't forget, D-Lo isn't here, so fuck your prayers. Later.